Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening in on our Hillco Global Smarter Perspective podcasts. I'm your host, Steve Katz, and we're glad you could tune in today. Uh, we're going to be discussing the intricacies of effective asset management for companies currently are considering nearshoring manufacturing in the Mexico market. This is part three in a series of topics that we've been covering on doing business in Mexico. And joining us once again for today's discussion is our friend, Jan Rene Aguirre. Uh, he's Director of Business Development and Turnaround Strategy at Hilco Global Mexico, and we're really glad to have him back on. Jan, welcome back. Hi, Steve. It's great to be back. All right. Well, we're glad to have you. And as I said, this is our third conversation designed to help inform companies about nearshoring in Mexico or those companies who are either doing so or considering doing so. And so far, we've covered some of the core pitfalls that companies run into in general, uh, when they are nearshoring in that country. And there are a lot of intricacies involved in mergers and acquisition activities in the country. We talked about that. I guess my first question to get us going today, since our topic is uh, asset management, why did you choose that topic as our as the next most important topic in our series? Absolutely. And um, listen, thanks for having me back, Steve. Yeah, um, absolutely. When we talk about asset management, we're delving into a world of effectively valuing a company's assets and underlying the optimal strategies for monetizing them or lending against them as collaterals. Now, why did we choose this as our third topic? Well, because in the context of nearshoring in Mexico, managing assets takes on a distinctive flavor compared to the U.S. or other parts in the world. You see, it's not just about identifying and tagging assets. It's about recognizing the unique circumstances and challenges that come with doing business in Mexico. The landscape here is dynamic, and businesses need to navigate it with a nuanced understanding of the local environment. Asset management becomes critical because it's not just a one-size-fits-all situation. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. So when you say it's not it's not one-size-fits-all, what 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 do you mean? Sure, sure, Steve. Uh, in Mexico. Effective asset management means staying on top of regular identification, valuation, and management of a company's diverse assets, whether it's equipment, intellectual property, or other tangible and intangible resources, understanding their worth is key. And when it comes to monetization, the strategies employed must be tailor-made to the specific conditions prevailing in Mexico. This is where the rubber meets the road, actually, and knowing when and how to leverage your assets under a variety of circumstances, are unique to this market. So our choice of asset management as a third topic stems from its fundamental importance in the nearshoring landscape. It's not just about avoiding pitfalls or navigating the M&A intricacies, but it's, it's just about also about ensuring the company's assets are not just identified and tagged, but actively managed and optimized properly. Yeah, so obviously a lot of uh, sort of specific types of considerations, certainly for any market, but in Mexico, perhaps more than in, in some of the others, um, you know, there's a lot going on from an economic perspective right now that might be impacting the business environment of Mexico. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. First off, consider the current economic and business environment in Mexico. It's dynamic, to say the least. Frequent and precise valuations would help businesses stay agile and respond effectively to the ever-changing market condition. With Mexico's diverse economic landscape, encompassing industries like automotive, manufacturing, electronics, and aerospace, specific valuations 
would enable businesses to align their strategies with sector-specific demands and opportunities. Now, let's talk about key industries attracting foreign investment. As you might be aware, Steve, Mexico is a hotspot for various sectors. Take the automotive industry, for instance. It's a major player with multinational companies establishing their presence. Um, here, asset management tailored to these industries ensures that these businesses are strategically leveraging their resources for maximum impact, be it in manufacturing, technology, or even the energy sectors. What about, I mean, we talked in the past about some of the business regulations and how that impacts efforts. How about, you know, pertaining to what we're talking about here? Sure, sure. Moving on to the legal and regulatory framework, I agree, it's a critical piece for the puzzle, right? Yeah. Navigating foreign businesses' regulations can be tricky. And in Mexico, it's not an exception. Asset management here requires a nuanced understanding of the legal landscape to ensure compliance and minimize risks, especially given the impact of recent regulatory changes on sectors like energy and telecommunications. Uh, so, Steve, in a nutshell, regular and accurate valuations coupled with a methodical and a globally minded approach to management and potential monetization of such assets are not just best practices. I would say that they're essential in the Mexican context. It's also about adapting to these unique economic conditions, aligning with key industries such as automotive, electronics, and energy, and uh, navigating the legal entrances to ensure that asset management is a strategic advantage for businesses in Mexico. Great. Really great foundation for the discussion today. I know you talk often about the what you call the Mexico fundamentals when it comes to asset valuation. So can we dig into that a little bit, starting with what it takes to be able to make truly well-informed decisions using those fundamentals? Certainly. Imagine a business looking to expand its operation in Mexico or a lender considering providing financing. Uh, without a clear understanding of the appraised value of the assets, these decisions become akin to navigating in the dark, basically. So businesses need accurate valuations to determine their financial health, plan for expansion, or make strategic investments. Lenders, on the other hand, rely on the appraised values of the assets to assess the collateral's worth and make informed lending decisions. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the methodologies using these asset valuations and their relevance. Various approaches can be included, including uh, costs, market, and income-based methods are employed in different circumstances. Each of these methods might hold significance based on their nature of the assets. For instance, in the real estate sector, the market approach might be crucial, while the income approach would be more relevant in assessing the value of, let's say, uh, intellectual property, right? So sure. understanding and applying these methodologies correctly is paramount for delivering accurate and meaningful valuations to companies. Okay, great. Keep going. Perfect. Now, um, when we want to mention challenges, specific challenges in the Mexican market, here, the valuation landscape has its own nuances. Factors like regulatory changes, cultural considerations, and industry-specific challenges can impact the accuracy of the valuations at a certain point in time. Yeah. Additionally, I would say, Steve, that in Mexico, the real estate market, driven by factors like urbanization and infrastructure development, 
poses unique challenges that demand a deeper understanding of local dynamics. Yeah, that you know, I'm guessing that could even be a, a whole entirely separate conversation because that's pretty. There's a lot there. Yeah, definitely. So, in essence, uh, making well-informed decisions requires not only a grasp of global best practices in asset valuation, but also a nuanced understanding of the specific challenges posed by the Mexican market. Uh, I would say it's about aligning business strategies and lending decisions with the intricacies of the local landscape, but at the same time, ensuring that the appraised assets values from a solid foundation for informed and successful moves. Okay, good. And, um, you know, the monetization piece is obviously critical. Do you find that companies that are doing business in Mexico or looking to do so really understand that when it comes to unlocking the value of, you know, their equipment and other types of assets that the market is different than any other they may have tried to navigate in the past and that it requires a distinct strategy? It's a great question, Steve. And uh, I would say the reality is most companies don't realize this until they face the challenges. Where they often fall short is not understanding that monetization strategies needs to be part of the strategy from day one. Uh, when you're showing in Mexico, significantly influences both valuation and monetization. For example, Nearshoring in Mexico introduces unique dynamics to the equation. Companies uh, must recognize the value of their assets and may differ due to regional market conditions, industry trends, and even cultural considerations. So their strategy for unlocking this value requires a keen understanding of the value of the assets that you currently hold, but at the same time, the Mexican business landscape. Now, let's touch on the key approaches suitable for the Mexican market. Great. I would say that first, partnerships and collaborations need to be pivotal. Understanding the local market, building relationships with potential buyers or partners, and uh, tapping into the supply chain ecosystems can ensure the effectiveness of asset monetization strategies. Second, uh, flexibility is key, right? The Mexican market is diverse, and uh, what works in one industry or in one country might not work or translate to another. Being adaptable and tailoring monetization approaches to specific industry and assets needs a, it, it's crucial for success. Do you have any tangible examples, any, you know, not, not detailed case studies, but maybe just touch on a couple examples of that? For sure, Steve. Uh, let's discuss two brief Mexico case studies that came to mind and uh, illustrate successful monetization dependent on effective valuation. In the manufacturing sector, a company successfully leveraged its machinery assets by understanding the demand in the local market and forming strategic partnerships. In the technology sector, another company effectively monetized its intellectual property by navigating the legal and regulatory landscape aligning with the local market trends. Uh, these cases uh, highlight the importance of integrating monetization into the overall business strategy from day one and uh, understanding the distinct requirements of the Mexican market for both valuation and successful asset monetization. That's great info. And when you work with companies like that, uh, that are nearshoring in Mexico, what types of best practices do you and the team at Hilco Global Mexico try to install into those organizations to help ensure their success moving ahead? Yeah, well, 
it's a crucial aspect of our approach. And uh, I'm really glad you, you actually brought it up. When it comes to asset management in Mexico, there are several best practices that can make significant difference for U.S. companies navigating this dynamic landscape. Firstly, understanding the local market is paramount. It's not just about knowing the industry trends, but really grasping the cultural nuances and business practices specific to the Mexico market and also to the, to the region that they're operating in. Incorporating this understanding into asset management strategies is key to success. Secondly, uh, as mentioned before, flexibility is a recurring thing. Given the diverse nature of the Mexican market, adopting flexible approaches to asset valuation and monetization ensures that strategies can be tailored to the unique needs of different industries and different situations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now, here's a crucial tip for navigating the market effectively. Uh, consider partnering with a local expert. Having a local connection provides invaluable insights into the regulatory landscape, market trends, and potential challenges. It's not just about reinventing the wheel. It's, uh, I would say it's also about leveraging local expertise to enhance your strategic decision making. There's a famous saying here. It's a uh, know how and know who, right? And, um, yeah. having a right partner makes a difference. Absolutely. So uh, I will dive into this, and uh, I like introducing the idea of partnering with a local expert or firm may sound uh, self-serving, but it's a genuine recommendation. Uh, whether it's navigating legal intricacies, building key industry relationships, or just understanding the local business ecosystems, having a local partner can be a game changer for any U.S. company considering or uh, actually implementing nearshoring strategies in Mexico. I think, not to interrupt you, but I, th I think, you know, you say that it may sound self-serving, but I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a genuine need to have someone, you know, from the inside who understands the intricacies of how everything works. When you talk about no, the know-how and know-who, you know, I mean, it's one thing to understand what to do, but to, to understand how to get it done by, you know, having the connections and the, the people you know, across the country that you've worked with in the past successfully that you can trust, that's a, that's a big factor, right? Definitely. And uh, I mean, every, I think everybody can agree here that uh, when doing business internationally, this recommendation would not only apply uh, to Mexico, but uh, to anywhere in the world, having a, a local partner, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it really is a game changer, Steve. Yes. So in summary, I mean, I would say these best practices for asset management in Mexico involve uh, understanding the market, intricacies, embracing flexibility, and seriously, again, considering the benefits of partnering with a local expert. It's about combining these global best practices with the local insights that you can get for a, for a better and an holistic and effective approach to asset management. Yeah, I think that's the key, the key piece. Those two, those two pieces working together. Absolutely. Uh, well, Jan, we are uh, unfortunately uh, running out of time, but um, is there anything else before we wrap up that you wanted to share? Absolutely, uh, Steve. To summarize, it's crucial for businesses to have a keen eye on the road ahead in the Mexico market. What we're witnessing and what's already unfolding pose both challenges and opportunities. The current economic landscape, market, 
uh, by shifts in the global trade dynamics and regulatory changes adds a layer of complexity that businesses must navigate. So looking forward, what we anticipate at Hilco Mexico are challenges stemming from evolving trade dynamics and technological disruptions. Uh, the landscape is dynamic and uh, staying ahead will require strategic asset management. Companies must not only address the challenges of today, but also anticipate and prepare for what's on the horizon. As we wrap up, Steve, uh, I want to emphasize that success in Mexico is not about overcoming obstacles. Uh, it's about seizing opportunities. It's about leveraging your assets in a way that aligns with evolving market trends and positions your business for growth. We see a future where businesses uh, that approach asset management strategically will thrive despite these uh, challenges. And in conclusion, my advice to our listeners uh, is to stay proactive, be vigilant in understanding the regulatory landscape, be adaptable to technological shifts, and consider forming partnerships with local experts who can provide invaluable insights. The road ahead uh, may have its challenges, definitely, but uh, with the right strategies in place, companies can navigate and drive in, in this dynamic and promising Mexico market. All right. Well, uh, you've definitely given people a lot to think about, and I think it's good advice. There certainly are challenges ahead, but if you're if you're armed with the right partner and the right knowledge, I think you have a much better chance of succeeding. So, uh, Jan, thanks again. What? Uh, how would you suggest people reach you if they have follow up questions on this topic? Sure, Steve. Thanks once again for the opportunity to share this information with your audience. It's been my pleasure. And uh, I can be reached by email or phone. Email, my email is J-A-G-U-I-R-R-E at hilcoglobal.mx. And my phone is, uh, well, it's a Mexican phone. It's uh, plus 52558500. All right. Perfect. Jan, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we look forward to part four of our discussion, which is coming up soon. Uh, and listeners, we hope that this Smarter Perspective podcast provided you with at least one key takeaway that you can put to good use in your business or share with a colleague or client to help make them that much more successful moving forward as well. And remember, you can always check out more great podcasts and articles featuring timely insights from Hilco experts like Jan at hilcoglobal.com forward slash smarter dash perspectives. So until next time, for Hilco Global, I'm Steve Katz.